Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Pen Addict Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analogue tools we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by a man who, if he was a magician, his main trick would probably be the vanishing point. <laughs> Mr. Brad Dowdy. That was horrible. I'm so, so bad this week. I... <laughs> We've been, me and Brad have been sitting here for about 10 minutes while I've been trying to think of something. Uh, I'm sorry, everyone. I've let you all down. Oh, uh, that's all right. Funny, funny um, uh, thing on that. We've had a few listeners um, going back and listening through a bunch of episodes. And I think it was uh, one of our listeners, Philip, he, he mentioned. Did you realize, like, through the first 20 episodes, there wasn't this, and then all of a sudden it just, like, started? There was no, you know, title calling the name or any doing any kind of nickname or anything like that. Then that's about when it started. So I'd have to check um, Kanuni Renishin's sheet to see if that's that's the case. Started around episode 20 or 21. So it hasn't been from the very, very beginning, but it's it started quite a long time ago. And when I find it now, I'm going to go to her site and find the the first instance and try and understand why that happened. I mean, obviously a couple, obviously a couple of people have mentioned my bromance fueled intro from last week. So I did have one today, but I felt like it was too obscure, but would you like to hear what the reject what, off the cutting room floor? Sure. So today's was, um, he, he must surely be Stabilo boss because he's really highlighted some things in my life. But I wasn't yeah. sure if Stabilo Boss was a big enough brand name outside of the UK. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, I knew I understood what it was, but yeah, that's that's pretty obscure. It was something like that to say, like that you you really highlighted some things in my life. That was the best I had today. <laughs> so basically, it started with um, episode well with episode one. I just called you my illustrious co-host, the pen addict mm-hmm. himself. Then mm-hmm. blogger extraordinaire over at number four. 13 was my partner in crime and trusty co-host. 16 was the pen addict himself, the man that ashamed of his addiction. You see, that's where it started. Then episode 22 was the high priest of Pendum. Then it was the king of all Pendum because clearly I can't think of two things. And then it was Mm -hmm. 24 is where the wheels came off, the chieftain, the grandmaster, the all high wizard himself, incarnate the pen addict, the chief pen addict. (laughs) And then it went on from there. And then it's that, you know, that, that was where it kind of really took off. That's too funny, too funny. So yeah, you've had yeah, yeah. It's hard coming up with, with these every week now. This since you've done it about seventy times or so. The worst thing that happened was that I had like those six or seven, and then just threw them all out in one episode. Like yep. recently, yep. that was not good. For yep. me. Never mind though. Hey, eh? I'm sure I'll come back with something amazing next week, and I won't let the That's listeners right. down anymore. That's right. That's right. So speaking of amazing, we have some amazing listeners. Did you know that? I'm I'm pretty sure you know that. The best, in fact. They are. They really are. And they're from all over the world, just like this email I got from Mel, who is a Japanese-American currently living in Japan. That's so amazing. I know. So, I mean, all over the place. Pin Addict is worldwide. Hi, Mel. Hi, Mel. Um She's awesome. I've talked to her a bunch offline, uh, just doing, you know, talking about different things and some of the stationery and things she does and or or purchases over there. But anyway, she sent us an email. The way our conversation started is a couple, two or three episodes ago, we were talking about that Pentel Orens mechanical pencil, <laughs> the, the, the 0.2 millimeter. Yeah, where yeah. you were, where you were kind of, <laughs> you were 
tripping out over the uh, Google Translate button. I'm going to find it again. <laughs> so let me explain to you. She uh, she broke it down. Um, she broke it down to us um, in an email. So she said, first, the confusing web translation of the Orens. She said, I just had to check what released from the sun was. And it's because the character that means day is the same character that means sun. So released from the sun is actually on sale from this day. So that means it's actually going on sale now. And so on an extra note, Oreru, I think I'm saying that right, means to break. And the Inzu often negates verbs. So Orens is a play on words, meaning won't break, which is interesting because 0.2 millimeter pencils break all the time. So if that's like a feature of that pencil, um, that would be pretty impressive that because um, I have 0.3 millimeter lead pencils and they just snap constantly. So I'd be interested to try that out. And she says on a similar note to that, in case no one has mentioned this, Kuru Toga is a mix of Kuru for turn or rotate and Toga, which is short for Togaru for sharp. So hmm. rotate sharp. So anyway, I thought I would uh, thought I would throw that out there to you. And she also mentions that uh she went all the way back to the uh, episode about Japanese pins where we were looking at the Pilot Juice site, you know, our favorite website yep. in the world. And um, she says, um, this is actually a fortune-telling site. She said, not quite sure what it has to do with pins, but not quite surprised either. <laughs> so anyway, I love our listeners, and they, they give us all this good stuff like that that I would never never come across on my own. And um, we have, you know, our listeners from all over the world. You know, our German listeners like to correct us on our pronunciation. I'm horrible. You're you're pretty good at the the German Rotorfaden uh, Taschenbegleiter. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, and um, but you know, I butcher like I can't even say Caveco very well. So we get uh, we get all kinds of cool pronunciation tips on the um, on the podcast. So thank you, Mel, and thank you for everyone else who. Uh, who helps us uh, not butcher every word that comes out of our mouth. As a mechanical pencil right matches the needs, I want to take clean the note of teenagers and that. I want to aim for performance up note clean. The character that was refreshing, thin, strong test and study learn. Day to day. Orenzu, I will continue to support. This, that's why you're so good at, um, at the ad read. That sounded, like a, that sounded like an ad read. It was excellent. Just, just straight from the terrible translation to our listeners' ears. <laughs> so, my turn. So, your turn. I'm interested about this next topic very much. So, we have reached an end to the current search for the perfect pen. Woohoo! Um, so basically, ba- what what we, what I was going to do with, with my lady this weekend, we were going to go through a couple of things because she wanted to test out a couple of things again. Um, She's actually been listening to the show and she's very thankful for all of the suggestions that everyone's provided. So there's a couple of things that we've been going through. She was interested in the design of Coveco. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had from um, our friends at Colt Pens a bold nib that I wasn't using because she didn't like the medium nib. So I added the, the bold nib to the Colt Pens Mini and and also took took my Kaveco. And 
Um, there were a couple of other smaller items like uh, the platinum because I needed to prove to her why it was terrible the first mm-hmm. time because she'd mm-hmm. kind of forgotten about that one. Um, and she said, I just want to go through uh, some of your pens again from the original lineup that I, that I presented it with. So tried out the Caveco, didn't like it. And it's interesting to see when she was using it and then when I was using it too, the 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 lines are incredibly inconsistent, mm-hmm. especially when you're not writing uh, slowly. So if you write quite quickly, it's quite a lot of skipping, which I hadn't really noticed before. But I've never really used the Kaveco with over a long period of time. Have you found that to be the case? Not with not on the EF side of the ledger, but on the bold side, I have. And I've also it's found almost- it on medium too. Then. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like, for lack of a better term, a stickiness. Okay, yeah, that that, that does that make sense? Like, you feel you don't feel like the it's not scratchy at all. Yeah, but it feels like there's a little, almost like a sticky bump. Like you're just kind of a, I I don't I don't know how to put that in words. The the feeling sensation of that, I, I don't know how to say it, but it's not. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, and I have experienced that on some of the wider nibs, um, but never with the EF or even the F nib for a Caveco. But on the the bold nib, yeah, not crazy about crazy about that. So we took a look over these. Neither of them were winners, but an order was made. Hmm. So basically, the 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 Pilot Metropolitan has gone down a storm. Um, I completely forgotten that that needed those special Namiki cartridges. Uh huh. Um, well, it comes with a converter too, so I don't know where mine is, but um, it's sure it's around somewhere. Now you mentioned that; that's good to know. Um, I had a box of those cartridges yeah. anyway, which I've given to her because I don't use any pens that need them because I don't use a vanishing point anymore, which is what I bought them for. I bought them when I got my vanishing point because I thought it would be the most perfect pen ever to have graced the planet. And it cost me a lot of money, but turns out I don't really like it anymore. Um, So what we have... (laughs) So basically, you know, as I said, the Metropolitan's gone down a storm. She just loves it. She thinks, you know, it's it's great. Which is, again, as as we said before, it's not, not to my tastes, but I know that it is widely accepted to be a great pen. And, you know, I actually used it a little bit more this weekend and I was like, yeah, okay. I can see, I can see this a little bit more now. Maybe um, when I was removed from the hype that I'd built, that we'd, you know, that had been built up before me and you ordered them. Um, but yeah, so I can see that it's a, it's a solid performer. You know, it's, it's very, very right. good for its for its price range. I was just hoping to have my mind blown off, but I did not in the, in the initial term. So what you know, as as people will know, what we were looking for was not another pen. It was for a, a pen that could have a stub nib. Um, so she was playing, you know, she was like writing out with the with the my uh, Diamond Mini that I have, my two-speed Diamond Mini. She was testing that out. And I was sort of saying that it was a shame that she didn't really like the, the Twisby um, because it was kind of perfect. Or any of the Twisbees really are kind of perfect, and the one that she likes the like the look of the most, the classic, couldn't post, and as I mentioned, that was an issue. So she said, "Let me have a look at the other designs." So we went onto the writing desk, 
and she took a look at the. There's a, they have three different Twisby minis there. They have the all black, the clear, and black, and the clear. And she was like, "Oh, I like the all black one." Um, and it was also at that point that she realised that the middle of mine wasn't blue <laughs> because she had only seen it with blue ink in it. Yep. So she thought it was blue because obviously the ink does like you know it colours all of it, even where there is an ink inside. So if you didn't really think about it or that it was a demonstrator, if you've never really seen something like that before, you might Yeah, if not, you weren't used to that. Then you're not going to necessarily know that it's the, that's the ink inside. Um, so we have purchased a 1.1mm stub nib Twisby Diamond Mini Black. Awesome. I, I think that's a pretty great choice right there. Because they are... I'm just... I'm really pleased because I think it's the... I, I think from... The, I think from the start it was the perfect pen anyway for her. Mm-hmm. It's small, it's elegant. So she's not a massive fan of the diamond pattern. Yeah, I can I can see that. I neither am I. But um she says that she can overlook that overlook it because everything else is fantastic. But then we need we realized we need ink. <laughs> so basically we started also looking through on the writing desk for um, com like a Roshi Zuku inks. Mm-hmm. Um, we also looked at Jay Herbon, Jay Herbon, Jay Herbon <laughs> inks as well. Um, but we we she settled on the pilot Roshi Zuku Ku Jackie, which is Peacock. Okay, um, I haven't used that one personally, but I mean that's a pretty popular one. I think it was out of stock, but I remembered to get it on Amazon. I've seen those half-price sure. deals. Why well, I didn't realize, and I didn't really notice this until after I purchased mine, is it's like close to a month before they might arrive. Oh, really? Including mine, the one that I bought. I bought a green one. I can't remember what one it was now. Mm-hmm. But like we purchased this last weekend, mm-hmm. and the estimated delivery date is from Friday the 7th of February to Thursday the 27th of February. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess because it's coming from Japan or Hong Kong. And yeah, and that takes some time. They're just paying standard shipping, I think, on them. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, Diamond Mini, I believe, will arrive tomorrow. I'm going to fill it up, and we'll be delivering it to her on the weekend. This weekend, this coming weekend. That's fantastic. So, I think that's a really just good all around choice. Um, you know, I love that pen. Yeah. So, um, and the interesting thing is. I have now started using my uh, StubNib 580 every day. <laughs> it was just something about it. I was like, let me try it. So I've changed it over to Fuyugaki, which is my, my favorite Hiroshi Zuku ink, um, the orange one. And uh, I'm now using it again every day too. Would you like to know which of my Pelican and the Rotaring has been taken out of daily rotation? Ooh, yeah. Ouch. It's the Rotaring. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Out of it, I guess. But um, I'd been using the Pelican over the Rotaring recently. Sure. Um, I had a, I I thought that something went terribly wrong with my Pelican last week, so I filled, I filled it, and it started to feel really scratchy. And I was like, mm-hmm. something's wrong here. Um, and then the next day, ink just all over my hands. I was like, oh my god, what is going on? Somehow I don't know how um, the nib had unscrewed a little bit okay 
uh, it was it wasn't the, the ink wasn't flowing through properly and then was spurting everywhere basically yeah that that makes sense but yeah i was i was ter- i was pretty terrified at the time yeah i had a pin failure over the weekend too that that my my twisby mini the uh it's it's my ink testing pen i use it primarily for that so i'm filling it and refilling it a lot so you know ink in ink out cleaning you know if if I get in a run, you know, maybe three or four times a night, you know, and then just it just depends on you know how often I use it. So I noticed the uh, the uh, the piston filling mechanism was getting a little tight. Um, like I needed to you know re silicone grease it, you know, just for a smoother smoother action. And I was lazy about doing it, and eventually, like the end of the plunger, like you know the rubber piece that actually fits against the uh, you know, that seals the inside of the barrel so that and pushes the ink down or draws the ink up and keeps the ink from coming out the back separated from actually the stem of the plunger that, you know, screws it down or back up. Mm. It's like, oh, man, what did I do? <laughs> I waited too long to do this. But I, I went to the I went to the Twitter and the Instagram and got some good tips on how to uh, push it back out and, you know, just use a tiny little bit, uh, bent paper clip, pushed it back out and disassembled it and re-silicone greased it. Now it's back in full glory. So that was a little, that was a little annoying, but that was a self-inflicted wound. Before we went to the mini, we also looked at the VAC 700 mm-hmm. because that's smooth all the way around. Um, but then realized it was going to be just ridiculously large with the cat posted. It's a giant pen. Did I tell you I got a VAC 700? No. So um, a reader slash listener uh, sent me one. She reached out to me on Twitter, says, hey, I don't really like this pen. Do you want to try it? You know, you can have it if you want it. I was like, yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to try it and review it just to see what the deal is, to see, you know, it's got really mixed reviews, right? Some people love it and some people just hate it and want to get rid of it. And um, so I've got one, so I'll. I need to spend some more time with it because it's an interesting pen. But it it's a gigantic pen, and uh, I, I would think she would not like that at all. Did you know that Thomas sent me some pens? More? Yeah, I have. Awesome. What did he? What'd I you have, get? Uh, it's two Edison Perlets, but you wanted, it's the nibs that you wanted me to try. Okay. So they're both Masayama nibs. Mm-hmm. One is a point eight millimeter italic. The other is a point three millimeter italic. Uh huh. I haven't I haven't inked them up and tried them out yet. Okay. Did he just send you the nibs or the whole barrel? He sent me the 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 whole barrel cause did you did you get that black purple celluloid one? Um, of his. It's got like a it's really dark and it's got a clear ink window. Yeah, and it's kind of like. Kind of looks like outer space. It's kind of shimmery, right? Yeah, that's a cool pen. Yeah. Yeah, I got that one. Sorry, that was mean of me to talk about something we I can't really link. <laughs> but I, I knew which I knew which pen it was because I've had it before too. I hadn't really and paid I, too much attention to it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just You uh, gotta get it in the right light. It's yeah. impossible it's impossible to photograph and show it off any good. I've I've tried. Oh man. Look at it, this but it's thing. a wicked pen. Yeah. Guys, just imagine something that looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't inked them up yet. I'm a mm-hmm. little bit intimidated by them both. Um, nah, don't but I'm going to. I'm going to. It's like the same that uh, you know. I've got the ink that was sent to us by a Dudak. Mm-hmm. 
was sent to me and he just sent me this message and he was like just do whatever you want with the thing man just use it but i'm still scared right to, you know because there are other people's pens i'm really like uh about it no trust me i'm very much the same way i have a few from uh other listeners uh i don't i don't want to spoil that surprises those surprises for future episodes but i have yeah I have a couple other ones as as well on my desk right now, and that always makes me nervous when I'm borrowing other people other people's pens. So, but I didn't I did make a new purchase this week or you late did? last week since the last episode. Um, kind of um, going through <laughs> through that wish list uh, in a rapid in a rapid pace so far earlier early in the year. It's still only January, and I, I've scratched another thing off my list. I wanted to buy. buy um, another sailor pen this year um a, a more full size one and i happened to stumble across one i could not pass up and it's actually a brand new model but i found it on the fountain pen network classifieds and guy was selling it he um did not like the nib with and i was able to pick up the sailor 1911 black luster fountain pen which is a new release for Sailor. I guess they introduced it back in the fall, maybe something like that. Um, it's a new release called the 1911. Yeah. <laughs> That's their their main line, one of their main line uh, names. <laughs> I'm assuming that's when the company started. Yeah, that makes sense. But, but what's interesting about this pen is, one, it's beautiful. It's got, you know, all the... You know, it's basically black on black, for lack of a better better term. It's a black resin barrel, you know, normal black. And then every other, all where all the chrome pieces would be or the, in the nib, you know, the silver rhodium-plated nib, it's all this black ion-plated plating. So it's this really dark-shaded um, finish on all the, what you would normally think of the chrome parts of the pen. But what sets this pen apart from other sailor 1911s and other sailor models period is it has a metallic grip section so i don't know if you're seeing the pictures that i put in the link mike like the whole section is metal so what that does is it changes the balance of the pen when you're writing you know it's a more um more heavy i don't i don't want to say heavy because you can't really feel it but it, it's more weighted towards the nib of the pen, which is supposed to make supposed to make for an easier writing experience, you know, moving the nib across the page to help you out a little bit easier. I think it kind of goes along the lines of um, engineering pencils, engineering and drafting pencils. They're very bottom weighted, if you will, or I guess they're they're more weighted towards the the tip of the pencil. And that's for balance and control and um, you know, to help with the writing and help help you control your lines a little bit better. So I'm really pleased with this so far. I got it for a really good price. Um, you can feel the weight in the pen when you're holding it and not writing it. Um, like if I if I gave you the pen capped and told you to hold it, I don't know that you'd necessarily know that it was heavy. But if you uncap it, you can feel the weight mm. in the grip section when you're just holding it, but when you write with it, you don't feel it at all. It just feels like any other pen. Medium um, nib. Medium nib. Because hmm. um, that's what he had, and that's what he didn't like because it was too fine for him, which is why he was selling it. But oh. it was, 
he had only inked it up twice, so it was essentially brand new. And um, yeah, I am I am super pleased with this, and we'll be reviewing it soon. And uh, this is going to be a, a, a heavy rotation pen, just because the the nib is excellent. It's a twenty one karat gold nib, super ridiculously smooth and fine enough for me to use without any you know any desire to change change it into something smaller you know like a fine or an extra fine it's uh it's fantastic really happy with it just got it um, a few days ago so i haven't spent too much time with it as a matter of fact just inked it up last night uh for the first time so um yeah check it out it's uh it's a really neat pen and uh it's pretty much designed for me you know it's everything i want in just a design of a pen and uh i'm real happy with it Good stuff, man. Yeah. I hope that you got a good discount because, boy, <laughs> things expensive. Yeah, no, I did. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I paid 240 for it. Hey, that's really good. It's like half yeah. price nearly. Yeah. So, I mean, if you order it from Japan, and, and the reason I actually negotiated the price, and because if you order it from Japan, like one of the vendors that I use over there, sometimes it's new over there is like two thirty four. So it's in the ballpark of what I should have paid. So I was good with that. It's a good deal. Good deal. Glad to have it. Should we take a quick break? Yeah, let's do that. I want to thank our sponsor for this week's episode of the Pen Addict, and that is the fine folks over at Squarespace. Com. They are the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO1. Squarespace are always doing great stuff. They're always making sure that their platform is up to date with new features, designs, and making their support team even better every day. They have beautiful templates that you can get started with over at Squarespace. So you can really create a blog that looks unique and fantastic. What I love about Squarespace sites is that they don't look like they've just been from like 123blogger.com, you know. It's it's very they all look very very professional. So much so and they they're very clean. They're not like really in your face. So they they look great enough that you go to a Squarespace site and it just looks like a well-designed website. And you you can go in and you can tweak things yourself to make sure they look it looks fantastic. So you can change some of the fonts, the fonts that you want. You can change colors and widths and some of the layout stuff as well. So the site really has your own taste and flavor on it as well, which is really cool because you want it to to look good and to have that great design direction, but you want it to to be like your own place online as well. And that's what Squarespace give you the ability to do. Squarespace take care of all of the nasty stuff too. They take care of hosting. They take care of SEO. It's really difficult things to do if, if like someone like me, you don't really know what to do in those areas, but they take care of it for you. And they make sure that your site looks fantastic on any device as they feature responsive web design from right out of the box. All of their themes look fantastic on all manner of devices. Squarespace is super easy to use, but if you need any help, they have over 70 dedicated employees on their customer care team, which are based in New York City. They're there for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Then You can get them on Twitter, you can get them by email. They have great knowledge-based articles and tutorial videos and stuff like that too. Squarespace have two really cool iOS apps that you can use. Um, they have Squarespace Blog, which allows you to post to your blog on the go, and it's all integrated with their layout engine, so you can tap and drag images. All around in your posts and stuff, you can write in Markdown if that's your bag. And they have Squarespace Metrics, which allows you to view all of your website analytics and stuff on the go too. 
As I said earlier, you can try out Squarespace for free. There's no credit card needed to do this. And if you decide to purchase, it starts at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year or more. It really is the whole package over at Squarespace. And don't forget that you're going to get 10% off and show your su- support for this show by if you by using sorry the offer code tallyho1 that's t a l l y h o and the number 1 thank you so much to squarespace for their continued support of the pen addict and all of 5x5 awesome thank you squarespace so i got a um i got an interesting email um about 2 weeks ago and i wanted to share that with you real quick and share that with the listeners cuz i think it was a really good idea and um, it's something I, I've talked about in in the past with some things I do on my blog. So let me read this real quick. This is from Bob. He says, really been enjoying catching up on the podcast I've missed over your past two-year run, learning a lot and expending much funds as a result. You guys do a great job. With all the, bit, the, with all the pin blogs starting to pop up, including mine, have you ever thought about maybe giving a short plug to a different pin blog each week, maybe right after the Squarespace ad? Real short plug and maybe mention in the show notes, you know, not a full review or anything big. You know, our pin blog of the week is blah, blah, blah dot com. You know, be sure to go and check them out. Now back to our show. I said, I appreciate you guys wanting to drive traffic to pinatic.com, but you're so far and away more popular than any of us little guys will ever be. I doubt it would have a negative effect on your hit count. Just a mention on the Panatic website got me nearly 400 hits in a day. So you're reaching the pin community is huge. Just an idea to consider. Thanks for all your hard work in the pin community. It shows you love what you do, Bob. I thought that was a great idea. Um, you know, we've noticed kind of, I mean, it was, it's been happening for the past year, but, you know, when we did our, our blogging episode, uh, it was back in the 80-something, um, you know, about getting started in pin blogging. Even, even since then, there's just been a huge increase of not just pin blogs, but really, really good pin blogs. I mean, these guys and girls are doing articles and reviews and, you know, things that, you know, put me to shame. And it's really awesome. And, you know, I enjoy spreading the word about these things. And I think Bob has a great idea that, you know, I can share this this type of information. You know, maybe not every week, but I think having just, you know, a focus on, you know, some of the great pen bloggers out there and some of the new pen bloggers out there, because some of this new stuff, like I said just a second ago, is is awesome. And, you know, like I've linked to Bob, um, I don't know, once or twice on Ink Links. He's done some good uh, good reviews. He did a Pilot Kakuno review uh, not too long ago that was really good and a, a, a Write Code Notepads review that I enjoyed. Then he also did a review or, or did a post, just a general post, uh, talking about do you keep your pen boxes? Do you keep your pen boxes, Mike? Yes. Yeah, I, I used to not do that. I keep boxes now, for most things that I buy. I'm weird. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't think that's weird. Um, but I keep my, I now keep my pin boxes. But it was, it's kind of uh, a thing where I realized after the fact that I might need them to ship them. Like if I trade a pin or something like that, that's a that's a perfect uh, shipping vessel for the pin. So I keep them more for that than anything else. Um. But anyway, Bob Bob's blog will be in our show notes. It's called My Pen Needs Ink, which is a great great name. And um, I think uh, I think this could be a recurring theme. Uh, uh, what do you What do you think about this for for the show, Mike? I think uh, I think shedding light on um, you know new bloggers and and bloggers of old as well. Um, I think it, it it's only a good thing. 
Yeah, there's one thing I want to make clear though that I don't I don't want it to be part of the ad. So I don't no, no, want no, no. people to think that they have to have a Squarespace blog to to be spoken about. So if, it doesn't matter if I mean if you have a Squarespace blog, excellent and more power to you. And thank you if you signed up using our code. Feel free to tell us that. I mean, because you know you will get the extra big thumbs up from us. Um, but that's not a prerequisite of us talking about your site. Absolutely not. Totally, one hundred percent unrelated. He was just mentioning, you know, hey, maybe this is a good spot in the uh, in, in the, the format bef- before you get into a topic or something. It's the like perfect that, place. But... Yeah, it's definitely the perfect place for it. It'd either be then or right at the end of the show. But sometimes I get all emotional. And, yep. You know. <laughs> Let's get into something I want to talk about real quick, and then if we have time, I have a few um, Twitter questions that um, I want to rapid fire and get through because there's some good stuff out there. But I did a review last week and on a pen that I've been wanting to review for a long time, and I'm anxious to get your feedback on this. But um, JetPen started carrying the Retro 51 Tornado fountain pens, and I got the black acrylic model. They also have the... Uh, the uh, bigger models, the Lincoln, and I forget what the other one's called, maybe White Gold. I'm not looking at it. Anyway, um, you've had a Retro 51 fountain pen for probably more than a year now at this point, or at least a year. Mm-hmm. And they've been on the market for a while, and I've just never ordered one um, You know, to, to get. I've, I've just had other things um, to purchase at the time. It's never totally chomping at the bit to order one. But um, since JetPen's got them, I finally got one to review. And I gotta say, just cut straight to the chase. I'm not impressed. Um, the design of the pen is beautiful. It looks like a Retro 51 should look. Um, you know, the black, black, black acrylic and chrome exterior is really, real. It's a super attractive pen. The nib was an eye opener. It's shockingly good, like off the charts awesome nib like i said i think i said in the article it's like a 10 out of 10 nib they use uh, schmidt nibs this is a medium um is this, is this a fine what did i get i can't even remember it's a fine um fine nib but they do offer medium um the nib is amazing but there was two gigantic flaws that make me never i'm never going to use this pen just because it's not comfortable to write write with. One is the section is completely cheap, if you will. Cheap feeling, cheap looking. Um, it's this cheap cheap kind of satiny plastic. Um, it doesn't fit in the design with the design of the rest of the pen, in my opinion. It's not comfortable to hold because my fingers slide around constantly on it. It's that slick. Um, and it's not an it's it's just not enjoyable. To hold and related to that it is a poorly balanced pen so with the cap unposted it's a small lightweight pen i liken it to uh, the pilot prera which a lot of people have and everyone knows that's a short pen and with that cap unposted it's very light and you know you, people don't necessarily like to write it with that but unlike the prera when you on the prera when you post the cap the pen's balanced and perfect perfectly able to write this one you can't write in a balanced situation with the cap posted or unposted unposted it's too light and too short posted it's too top heavy and unbalanced so i had a real struggle 
uh, getting comfortable with this pen, despite how good it looks and despite how great the nib looks. So I, I was disappointed, uh, obviously, because it looks good, and I wish it were. I wish it was better designed. And it gets me to thinking, like, you know, what what goes into the design process here to where they can't spend, you know, two or three more dollars to improve the section. You know, this pen was $43 on jet pens. I'd rather pay $50 for a pen that I'm going to use than $40 for a pen that's going to collect dust, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, do a better job, charge me more, and make a better product. It, it it just it's like they phoned in the section completely. I, I hate when you it. say the section, do you mean the grip? Yeah. Yeah. So here's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Remember, I always put this one of my most favorite pens of all time. I ain't used it in a long time, and I think a few days before you posted your review, I didn't even know you had it. Just while I was going through finding, you know, with the perfect pen quest. I realized how cheap this pen feels. Exact same deal to you. From the time of having bought and used this pen frequently to now, I've had such different experiences going back to it. So I've not used it since for, for a long time, really. It's just sat in my pen case. Um, I realize how light feeling it is, but not in a good way. It is cheap and slippery, Um yeah, and and it's too short for the size of the nib. Um, I think that the maybe the Lincoln or the white nickel might be better feeling because I have more weight to them because they're made of metal rather than acrylic plastic. Obviously, this won't address the grip issue that you have, mm-hmm. Brad, but I feel it will at least make the overall feeling of the pen a lot better. Yeah, those are a little bit heavier, obviously, and they're just a little bit longer too. So, yeah, I think I I agree with you on that. Not having used one, but looking at them, yeah, they would be much better balanced and feel better in the hand, despite having still having the section issue. So I think that that would go to fixing fifty percent of your problem. Yep. But obviously, the grip is an issue. Yeah. So that's my. This this does know. fill me with a lot of. Um, Excitement for the Karis Customs Inc. Yeah, why? Well, it's the you same can nib. Use the nib. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say you can use the nib <laughs> because I, I mean yeah. I've had them. I've got the still got that medium prototype one here, as I mentioned earlier, yeah. and I was just writing. I was just playing around with it while you were talking, and mm-hmm. it does. It feels really good to hold, and obviously this has a medium nib, but you've got the fine nib, and you say the fine nib's awesome as well. So um, it's really awesome. I was very impressed with the nib. So, I mean, I, I think that because this is a much more quality-feeling body mm-hmm. than that of the the Retro 51, it's a shame because uh, I did love this. And I remember I, what I obviously loved, what I was blown away with was the nib. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think when, I, when I wrote with it, I was like, wow, this is a, this is a good nib. Um but I'd forgotten, you know, kind of how kind of it isn't great feeling. Yeah. So what makes, I guess what really got me riled up was I know they can do better than this and I don't understand why they didn't. 
you know, and those are things that we'll never understand, right? I mean, I just I feel that they could have spent a little bit more money and charged a little bit more for a better product. So this is something that I think about quite a lot in regards to pen manufacturers. Are they pen addicts? Yeah, I I think about that all the time too. Because it's perfectly fine for the average person. I don't even think anybody would notice that. Mm-hmm. We will. Right. But I don't necessarily know if... Perfect example, he who shall not be named with product that shall not be named. Right. You know, perfectly fine for him, perfectly fine for other people, but for pen addicts, doesn't cut the mustard. Right. Because we hold these things to a much higher level of scrutiny. Um, and I think we said that at the time. So maybe that's simply the case here. They yep. thought it was was fine. Yep. And I did yep. before I got really deep into this. Sure. Sure. Part of the journey, right? It actually is, and I feel like this is a good um, example of that because this is a pen that now you don't like. Now, I don't really hold in as high esteem, but at the time I was like, this is the best pen ever. Right, right. Yeah. Right. All right. So I got uh, – let's uh, – Let's wrap it up with a bunch of Twitter questions I reached out for. Um, well, I hadn't done this in a while, so I got got a few quick hits on Twitter. I'm going to go through. Um, Father Mike Gossett, who's been a follower forever, um, really good supporter. He says, ever have any problems with a Retro 51 rattling when you write? I love the pen, but the noise and movement drives me crazy. The Retro 51 Tornado rollerballs? No, never. But the snappers, the retractable ones? Always, they rattle. So I don't know specifically which one you were talking about, Father Mike. But um, with the tornado rollerballs, I don't have any issues. How about you, Mike? Uh, no, not at all. Yeah, not the tornado rollerball. I think one of the reasons why we enjoy it, not just for the refill, is it's it's just dead solid. I mean, it's it's no sound, no movement, no nothing. So something's up if it's uh, if it's the rollerball and not the snapper. Isn't that what the what retractable one's called? I think it's called the snapper. Oh. Something like that. Horrible name. Do you every, we do this every time. Whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we'll go with snapper just because it sounds stupid. All right, um, Tim, who who writes the Daily Carry blog. He says, I would like to hear some strategies working through Goulet pens, ink drops, and recording impressions. Hard to, hard not to keep switching. He says, or just ink samples in general. What kind of stuff do you record for the future when you're looking to buy an ink you've tried? Um, I've always had it. I've had trouble with this. And I got so many samples that I was trying to keep up with. And one thing that I always wanted to do and never do, did was either get, it was get some kind of dip pen to do testing to where you didn't have to ink up a pen and clean it just to try a sample of an ink that you may not like. So my friend Thomas, he sent me a link. He knows I've talked about this a lot, um, just buying a glass dip pen or something like that. Um, he sent me a link to something called a Mora Set. It's M-O-R-I-S-S-E-T, dip nib. They're not easy to find. They're old. But what it is, it's a traditional fountain pen nib with a glass feed, and it holds the ink really well, and it's like perfect for testing. But you kind of got to, there's no real place to purchase them. So you just kind of got to stumble them on eBay, or there have been people who um, make some 
and you need a holder for it too, right? It's just a nib with a screw on section. So, but it's, it's worth looking for cause they're not very expensive. I mean, like we're talking like $5 for a nib and then you got to find something to hold it in. Um, I haven't bought that yet, but I'm going to, um, in the near future. And that's how I'm going to do some of my ink sampling now. And that's just how I get a good feel. I try to use, try to get them all on the same paper, you know, keep them all in the same notebook or, you know, I use the Memosign, um, uh, what's it called? The word cards, you know, to, to do all my ink samples. So I can pull them out and check them out later, things like that. So, but I, I'd get a dip nib or a glass dip pen, something like that, that you can do that you can test a lot of inks quickly with. And, uh, that's something I'm working on myself. Um, Josh on Twitter says, what makes a good bullet journal and what pen works good on pa- on the paper? <laughs> he says, man, I love this show. Appreciate it, Josh. That's how you get your uh, tweet read. Um, I've always thought the, the Leuchterm 1917 was a good bullet journal if you like grid paper, but really anything. I mean, the field notes is good. Um, the Word notebooks is practically set up for you already for bullet journaling, so that may be something you look at is the word notebooks they um and they handle inks really well pretty much across the board uh fountain pen gel rollerball uh ballpoint so take a look at the word notebooks our friend toffer this is this is for you mike you ready this mm-hmm. is for both of us if you had to fight mike to the death what pens would you both choose as your weapon who would who would win and why so we're gonna we're gonna fight to the death. Mm. I'm gonna maybe. I'm probably gonna go with. Hmm. Mm. I'll definitely take one of yours, actually. I think because you have those like razor sharp nibs. Yeah. Um. What's yours? I think I'm gonna go with the 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 black matte vanishing point. With the extra fine nib. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's very slicey and stabby. I mean, I think you know. First, I would probably poke your eye out. Okay. And then while you're like leaning over crying, I'd probably slice your Achilles. Right. Okay. This is good to know. Yep. (laughs) Carry on. And then you know we would just you know complete the evisceration from there. See, here's the thing though. This is why I'm gonna win. Because you're going to go like, you know, you're going to do something, you're going to try and blind me or something. I found my new pen for this. Oh. The Copper Karas Customs Bolt, one club, you're uh-huh. down. Down and out. <laughs> it's the heaviest That's pen pretty- known to man. Yep. I, w- I would reach in for the eyeball and you would just bonk me on the head and I'd be done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Danny Roll on Twitter. This is this is a hilarious question in in its simplicity. Do you own an ultrasonic cleaner now? And he probably didn't think it was funny, but I think it's funny because I'm having a lot of people going back through our old episodes now, calling me out on things I said I would or wouldn't have, or you know, completely dogging something out way back when and loving it now. But I do not own an ultrasonic cleaner now. That's one of those things I said I would never own. Right now, I don't, but I'm never going to say never again on that one. Um, John Mayhem wants to know, Mike, if you're going to the Bristol Pen Show on Sunday, uh, February the 2nd. I uh, didn't know about it, but yeah. um, I'm going to be on a train uh, Sunday going to Glasgow. All right. Awesome. Um, 
Curly McD on Twitter wants to know where to buy UEF nib for platinum thirty seven seventy six in Europe. That's a good question. I didn't look it up. I don't know if Colt Pens has them or the writing desk. Um, we'd have to we'd have to sort that out. Um, Adam Blaine. Adam's Adam's a new follower, and uh, he's been very active on Twitter and, and Instagram. He says, "Can you calm down on the enabling?" I'm holding you responsible for a Twisby Mini EF heading my way. So we will not calm down on the enabling, Adam. And uh, sorry for the hit to your wallet. But good choice in pins, as uh, you can tell by earlier in the episode. We uh, we highly approve of that purchase. H- have you seen the movie Gravity, Mike? No, I haven't. Okay, so we're not going to know the answer to this question. Craig wants to know what's the pin floating around in the in the movie Gravity. I guess our, our guess would be it's a Fisher Space pin, but we sure don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that concludes our, our our Twitter Twitter blast for the day, and I think that's all I got this week, Mike. Hey, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find the pen, a, a ballpoint pen. I'm, I'm now looking. Gra- yeah. Gravity. Uh huh. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. I'm doing some googling. Yeah, there was a ballpoint pen floating around with Sandra Bullock, but. That's all I've got so far. Is it was a ballpoint pen? Well, that could mean anything. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, if you want to catch uh, some show notes for this week's episode, there's a great place to do that. Go to five by five dot tv slash penaddict slash ninety one. That's where you're going to find all that fun stuff. If you want to keep up with me and Brad, you can do that on Twitter. I am I Mike. I M Y K E, and Brad is at Dowdyism. D O W D Y I S M. If you want to submit a blog of your own or just get in touch with us, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Probably the easiest is if you go to 5x5.tv slash penaddict or go to the show notes page, hit the button that says contact in the masthead at the top. That's going to send an email directly to us. It's the easiest way rather than trying to remember an email address. Go to 5x5.tv slash penaddict and just hit the contact button that's right there. Um, Did I say Pad's... Pad? Brad's blog. Pen blog. (laughs) Brad's Ben blog, um, mm-hmm. which is over at penaddict.com. I don't know if I mentioned that already, but you get another plug. Uh, thank thank you, you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Addict. If you'd like to submit the pens that you think could beat us both in a fight, feel free to do that on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Bring it. And, and uh, tell, it, t- tell us how you're going uh, to take care of business. You know, I just don't want to hear the pen, but you know, look, give us some details. Exactly. And uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, it's going to be on Thursday next week, so I'm going to be away for a couple of days. But, but you will have another episode, but it'll be coming to you just a little later than usual. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>